Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to a Star Trek side special, again. They say the sea is cold, but the sea contains the hottest blood of all. Well, <laughs> whales unite, whales will fight, whales we go on eating plankton. Whales are nice, whales full of spice, and they don't like being wanked on. That's right, we're talking about Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home. And joining me to double dumbass on you is Paul Litchfield. Ah. Hello again, Jonathan. Hello this is number again. four, isn't number it? Number four. Yeah. Or as um, it, it was called when I was little, I remember it in the video shop, the video cover saying, The Voyage Home in massive letters, and in a tiny letter saying Star Trek Four. So you might not have known what it was. Might not have known. Mind you, I mean, hmm. with all the... I mean, it, it's all their fizzogs on the front cover, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Would you Would you be agreeing with me at this early stage that it's it's the first slight dip in the film franchise? I would. I, I would. I still get the lovely thrill because I love this cast. Um, it's the first dip, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I still love it. I would say that the sort of yeah. Genesis trilogy, as you want to call it, is still my favourite. Um, I think so. But then I would argue that towards the end of three, it's sort of losing it a little bit. Right. Okay. But yeah, this one, I, I do enjoy them going into present day. That is fun. And it feels like it a proper track episode. Fun. But the bits where it's in space mm. are my favourite bits, weirdly. Mm. That, and that's the problem. Yeah. Because um, I still want it to be, you know, in the universe and all that weird stuff. I think the, I think one of the things, and I think you're going to agree with this as well, mm. um, rubbish soundtrack. Absolutely appalling. Especially Awful. after you've got Gold, Horner's gone. Goldsmith doing the first one. You've got Horner bringing absolute fucking gold. Yeah, Leonard he's gone. Roseman. And this is just balls, isn't it's it? balls. And he did the, I don't know if you remember the Lord of the Rings cartoon. 
Oh, is that his other? He did that. Piece of if you oeuvre. listen to the soundtrack side by side, they sound the same. Which is a but shame. weirdly enough, mm. um, it's one of the most popular um, Star Trek movies box office wise. Yeah, which is crazy. It did really well. Yeah, it cost twenty six million to make mm. thereabouts, and it grossed one hundred and thirty three. You can't argue with that. So it did really, really, really well. Mm. And it's the first ever Star Trek film to be showed in Russia. That's interesting. So one, one, two, and three, they they never obviously got to see. So that was their first intro. And they're like, "What the hell is going what on?" Is they just had no idea. Chekhov is. But not they were here, very though. impressed that <laughs> Chekhov is uh, like jester man, fall mm. over, break a noggin, break a nogginski. He wears it's, funny um, hair. They were very... <laughs> You wear funny hair. Mm. It's, it's it's an odd one. Um, they were really surprised that Russia finally played it because it's so anti whale hunting, and mm. Russia at the time were like the biggest whale hunters apart from Japan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's there amazing. you go. Shatner wasn't going to do it. Yes, he was literally like, the, "You ain't going to get me unless I make two mil." Yeah, and, and also, like, I direct hell. the next one. And I direct the next one. That was yeah. the thing because he's like, "This is the second time Nimoy's got his greasy little logical fingers on this." Yeah. Come on. I think I read... So he, he actually made 2.5 mil, and so did Nimoy. Ah. I think all the others got, like, carry-on money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think Sulu got, like, 50 quid. 50 quid, yeah. Because yeah. um, apparently uh, Leonard Nimoy was reading a book about uh, endangerment of whales. Not the country. Uh, is, that, is, that, is that all it was? So he was like, we can incorporate that, that into the next Star Trek film. It's it's so weird having like a fucking hippy dippy man Star Trek film in the eighties. Mm. In the eighties, everyone was just like drinking hairspray and you know like setting fire to forests for fun. You're saying that though because it was eighty. It was the eighties, man. If they made this film now, though, it would just be we have to go back in time and get more explosions to explode in space. Because that's Star <laughs> Trek now, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. But there you go. It is yeah. what it is. Um, it's still got so many lovely, beautiful bomb mots of joy in it. Mm. Mm. Mostly about swearing, really. Mostly about swearing. And also it's dedicated... But not to really the, swearing. Dedicated to the crew of the Challenger. Dedicated to the crew of the Challenger. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Because that had just mm. happened at this point. That had literally just happened. I think it was in in, in their, like, you know, waiver. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, won't, we won't release the film unless there's a huge natural <laughs> space disaster. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, the world needs weird. another Star Trek, so go on, get in the ship, lads. Yeah, come on. <laughs> it's about whales this time. Stop blubbing and blast off. <laughs> you know what? You know what? We, we could have used some mannequins. <laughs> yeah, like crash test. Um, yeah, I feel, I feel, in feel stupid now. I think, weirdly, right off the bat, because mm. the music, you go, oh, oh. Yeah, I don't like this at all. Mm. And the title sequence, the actual title of the film, is beamed onto the screen. Yes, and that's sort of lovely, but also silly. Yeah, and I went, oh, that's just silly, because <laughs> it's the sound effect of the beaming of the teleport thing, and then it just appears Star Trek Voyage Home. You're like, oh, uh-huh. I've got all a que- right. I've got a question for you, though. Go on. Well, you know the big box of Smarties that turns up with the testicle hanging out of it. Yes. Yeah. Is yeah. that is that got whales in it? Or is it whales driving? I, I if it's whales driving it, they're yeah. very good drivers, very aren't good. they? Very good. Very good drivers. Maybe mm. the ball is like a beach ball, but that's more dolphins, isn't it? To play yeah. With. Mm. I don't know what it is. I thought it was more like a drain pipe with a ball cock. But yeah, yeah. We're, in the, we're in the same place. Actually, weirdly, I think it looks really cool because it's mm. so otherworldly and insane. Yeah. I kind of like that. It's just mental, yeah. whatever it is. It just imagine imagine someone knocking on your door. You open it, and they just stand there, and they go. Like a cat. Meow. <laughs> I always, I always, I always think, would it be weirder if, like, they have to come back and their their thing is bonobo monkeys, so they have to <laughs> see two bonobo monkeys fucking to say hello. <laughs> so they all have to go back in time to find fucking monkeys. Oh, that means like Spock's going to dress up as one when he has to. You know, the equivalent of him, <laughs> equivalent of him going in the tank to read the mind. He has to dress up as one and yeah. fuck a monkey. And come back. Yes, you're mind meld with an erection. Gracie is pregnant. How do you know? Because I just fucked her. <laughs> if it's bonobo monkey, Spock has to hold its cock and mind meld with it. <laughs> anyway, it's not bonobo monkey. No, it's thank whales. God. It's whales. Save the bloody whales. Yeah. 
But, but we anyway, don't know this notice, yet. Poro, mm. No, we don't know any of this yet. Mm. And poor old, poor old Savick gets like second to last billing because mm. she's in it for like a millisecond. I mean, it is pretty much a fuck off, isn't it? It really is, yeah. Mm. Apparently they wanted to have a story. Like, or the reason they thought why she might stay is when, when she was going through the Palm Far in number three with mm. Spock, mm. they somehow got jiggy with it and she's preggers with Spock's kid. Oh. And they thought that that was an original idea for the screenplay. And then they went, that's awful. And then we went, why don't we just say fuck off to her in the yeah, film? We don't need her. <laughs> so we just don't need her. She could have gone with Sulu, I suppose, to get the helicopter, but then she, we don't need her to be with him. No, so. exactly. Exactly. No. Um, yeah, I mean, to be honest, all that, like splitting off into all the, it's like three pairs of two, isn't it? It doesn't mm. quite work. No. I think Scotty is the one who comes out the best in, in this film, which is Scotty, rare for him Scotty to have. Scotty and McCoy as a double act is something we didn't yeah, know about until this film. they're really good oh, fun, aren't they? Mm. I think Scotty has the best little weirdy oh. bits in it. He's, he's got the best lines in this film. He's, it's his film. Definitely. Mm. It's definitely his film, which is like the only time we can say that. So yeah. that's Ooh. lovely. Yeah, but um, <laughs> so this, all this is going on. Meanwhile, the Klingons are having a sort of inquest and they want justice for what happened in part three. <clears throat> yeah, well, fair enough. Yeah, Spock's dad comes charged. in. Goes, He's been charged yeah. with nine violations, mm. breaking um, Starfleet regulations. Yeah, Spock's dad comes in and goes, "Shut up!" Fuck off! Oh yeah, he comes in to ruin the party as usual. Mm-hmm. As That's per. fucking usual. I see you're all drinking baby sham. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have oh. you considered drinking water from a dog's bowl? Fuck you! He's such a drag. He's such a donor. He always comes uh. in with that bonobo monkey as well. <laughs> the only bonobo monkey that won't fuck as a greeting. Because <laughs> it's all it's, it's a logical bonobo monkey. <laughs> Shakes hands and goes, how do you do? Yeah. It's not a bonobo. It's got pointy should ears. be humping me leg. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Yeah, so so Kirk's in a lot of trouble. Yeah. The Klingons say there will be he's... no peace as long as Kirk lives. Yeah, because they mm. blame him for everything. And I like the way that the Klingon sort of like, whatever he is, prosecutor, mm. lit- his, his evidence is just literal bullshit. Yeah. He stole the Genesis device. No, he didn't. No. He used it to blow up Klingons. No, he didn't. <laughs> he no. killed some of our Klingons. Well, yeah, he did because they were going to kill him. Yeah. It's balls. That's what that's what the, the other fellow says. You murdered Kirk's son. Yeah. Anyway, apparently it's Stardate 8390. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kirk has spent uh, apparently Kirk has spent Kirk and the crew have been three months on Vulcan. That's right. In sort of exile. And they've renamed their ship the HMS Bounty. The HMS Bounty. Because yeah. it's good at wiping their bum with it. <laughs> I thought it was full of coconuts. I oh yeah, it's full of um, coconuts. That's better. Yeah. Spock's doing his eleven plus. Yeah. Correct. Correct. That's right. It, it sounds like it's being done by the man who used to do the Micro Machines adverts. It's like... Yeah. Micro Machines can be collected to five. Micro mm. Machines can be collected to five. Yeah, correct, mm. correct. Yeah, Don't press the keyboard with that. If I was yeah. Spock, I'd be sitting there going, I haven't said anything, and you keep saying correct. Yeah, this is the easiest test of all. This test feels rigged. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd enjoy this, that Bones pokes his head in the Birds of Prey and goes, stinks in here. Yeah, Bones complains about how much it whiffs. Yeah. And there's apparently, because uh, Scotty says that he's had a bit of a dicky tummy because of all the Klingon <laughs> ration packs. And Kirk goes, yeah, I noticed. That yeah. means it's full of Scotty's farts. <laughs> I'm hoping he does one in a kilt and you get a little flutter. <laughs> that's, that's, two, that's two two films out of the last three. Scotty's got some problem because in two he definitely had the clap. He's got major, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he had a, yeah, he had a spot of shore leave. That's yeah. right. And this one, so he's, when he's, he's not the got shits. the clap, he's got the shits. <laughs> I'm doing his dad in the fucking engine room all the time. Oh, God, you make Jesus me smell Christ. down there. God, is that place airtight? Good. God. Scuddy, we've had a report of a dead dog. Nope, it's me. Yeah, so they're living in exile. Uh, yeah. And they've decided that they're going to go back to Earth and face the music. Yeah, Kirk says, look, i got to face the music. And they're all like, as usual, we're a family. We're in for the ride. Yeah. Spock agrees he has to go back and then tells his mum that humans make illogical decisions. Yeah, exactly. Because his mum's human, remember? Yeah, because yeah. he gets stuck on the bit of the test where it, where it says, how do you feel? That's and right. he doesn't know how to say... A weird question. Horny. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't know how to say that. How do you feel? A bit bilious and nauseous, actually. I'm mm. sharing the fucking bunk next to Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody awful. 
Yeah, his mum comes in and gives him a boring speech. Yeah, yeah. His mum and dad is, are so boring. They are, yeah, mm. bless them. And his, his mum seems to change all the time. In, oh, is this the first time you see his mum? I think it I, is, actually. I think, I think I remember reading somewhere that she played his mum in the TV show or something. Oh, there you the go. Same okay. Um, and then we cut to VJ Armitage from Octopussy. A professional tennis player. I know, I wrote that down, going yeah. how exciting the professional tennis players in Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah, because what's happened is is the, the, the Enya-powered dildo, whatever mm. it is, mm. that goes... Mm. Um, it's been... It's been um, uh, anything it passes, like, or everything just sort of closes down. It just yeah. short-circuits everything. It's like a big EMP. And everything's ruined. It? Yeah, so the first ship it actually does something to is the Sartoga, which you see very briefly. Mm. It passes past the Sartoga, which is the first ever time you've seen ever in Star Trek with a female captain. That's right. You've got the female captain of the Sartoga. And by the way, the Sartoga is the Reliant from Rathacan. It's the exact same ship. Yeah, it looked exactly the same, yeah. Just no, it is. They just repurposed it. Oh, they just like, re- yeah, yeah, we're just using that again. Yeah, oh, we're just using that again. Stop touching but someone's also, boob. Sir- <laughs> <laughs> I'll try not to. Okay. Meep. So yeah, so first mm. ever female captain, and, yeah. the, and the US Sartoga is the Reliant. Mm. A little bit of a um, like, stats there for the staff. I kept fans. thinking of the Rick and Morty episode, you know, where the big face appears, saying, "Show me what you've got." Right. But I, I think that's the one who just turns up to Earth and goes, "Show me your whales." We haven't got any. <laughs> embarrassing. Um, so Kirk and the lads are getting ready to go, and then he turns to Savick yeah. and goes, "Yeah, cheers, Savick. Have a nice life." I'm guessing yeah, you want to stay here, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Don't fall off a cliff on your way out. Well, she goes, oh, before I go, I forgot to tell you, David saved Spock and everybody else's lives when he died. Yeah, he was very brave, and then he died. And he goes, you know what? I haven't thought about that for three months. Thanks. Now I'm sad again. Yeah, cheers for that. Yeah, Yeah, thanks a lot. Thank you very much. Spock comes in and goes, hello, I'm being all weird. And by the way, I can't find my uniform, so I have to wear this toga. I have to wear this sort of weird, sort of like hippy-dippy jujitsu toga outfit. Mm. And they go, that's nah, all right, don't worry about that. I mean, to be honest, um, it's only fucking Kirk that's in Starfleet regulation clothes. None of the others that's are. True. Or Scotty yeah. is. Yeah, apart from Scotty, yeah. That's right. Bones isn't. Bones is uh, in leather chaps He's in still. his disco suit, yeah. He's in his disco suit. And, <laughs> and um, Sulu and Chekhov are all in leather as well. Yeah. It was the early 80s, they were like, the future is leather. It's leather. No, nah, it's not. It's not, you know. <laughs> the future stinks. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone should sit down on this and it should go. Yeah, yeah, well, they can sit on chairs. It should, should be hello, CJ. <laughs> Morning, Kirk. <laughs> Sorry, I'm late, Kirk. There's a 33 seconds a minute uh, delay over Rigel. I didn't get where I am today. <laughs> Bones. So they're going to fly. Well, Bones has to sit down with him. Bones sits down with him and goes... Oh, I love little Bones. such a beautiful um, scene. But he does it twice. There's a lovely little Bones and Spock chit-chat where Bones is trying desperately to go, what was it like dying? And then Spock goes, well, you you have to die to know. And Mm. Bones is like, oh, you fucking stop throwing shade. Yeah. Tell me something. And Spock's like, nah. And he's also very literal at this point, which is quite annoying, when he says... You know, it was yeah. nice having your soul. It was nice to walk a, a, a mile in your shoes. And he's like, my shoes? And he's like, oh, for fuck's sake, you know what I mean? Stop being a dick. Well, yeah, I wonder if it's because they're sort of implying that Spock's relearning everything again. Yeah, they are, but it's boring. I think. So it is, yeah, it is a bit dull, yeah. But anyway, there you go. <sighs> it's fine. So we then yeah. cut to um, Starfleet, and Michael Berryman, the weird-looking man from Heels Have Eyes, is in it as an alien Starfleet officer. <laughs> yeah, no makeup required. No makeup required, no. Yeah, um, and he's going, there's something going on, I don't know what it is. Yeah, and then Spock's dad comes in and goes, look, everything's fucked, you better send a distress signal because we don't fucking, want anyone coming to Earth. Again, here he fucking mm. comes like an ill wind. The captain, the guy from Starfleet comes in and goes, hey, everybody, everybody, I've got good news. This this, this big machine in space is threatening us, but I've got some strippers, some coke, and some champers. <laughs> and a bottle of Jack. And so. a bottle of Jack. So, and, then, and then Kirk's dad comes in. Oh, better hide all that, hide all that, hide all that. Yeah. And I think like, we better send out a distress signal. I've got some choir boys, some hummus, and, oh, <laughs> and a walking tour. Oh, God. I've got one of those CDs where monks sing popular songs. <laughs> I've got, no, that's what I call Gregorian chant. <laughs> 800 million and nine or something. And, oh, fucking here we go. Fucking boner killer. Uh, Every time. Yeah, it's just... the end of fucking days. We're going to have a right. Oh, fuck. Where's Nurse Rand? She's fat. Your neck has come down immediately. 
By the way, I just found this packet of white powder. I've just put it down the toilet because it's clearly toilet cleaner. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, they're all in the middle of beaming Johnnies on their dicks. Oh, come on! <laughs> this bottle with fizzy champagne thing in it, I threw it out because it looks dangerous. All these tiny bottles with their poppers on, I popped them. Oh, oh. You, you shit! He's walking around with his ass wide open. <laughs> um, so yeah he says we better send out a distress signal which is Andy because Uhura picks it up yeah so yeah. then um, they, they they try to send a signal back and they can't and then Spock goes you know what if my ear my point ears don't deceive me that sounds yeah. like humpback whales that sounds exactly like what I would call a humpback whale yeah they're like right okay fucking seem to know about that don't you and he says, you know what? And I, I reckon if we don't get some humpback whales to them, then this will never end. Yeah, and they go, oh, right, yeah, yeah, we'll take that as red. We'll take that as red, yeah. Because they're like, and Spock, because well, Kurt's like, we'll, we'll rush in and we'll, you know, smash yeah. everything to shit. And Spock goes, no, nah, we'd be absolutely useless. Mm. And then suddenly Kirk lands on an idea and you mm. see Bones' little ashen face. Like, yes. no, no, no. Because mm. <laughs> his idea is time warp. Time warp. Slim, a slingshot manoeuvre around the sun. A slingshot manoeuvre around the sun, yeah. which I think in scientific terms is a right load of old cobblers. I think it's t- technically there is bullshit. It's right, no, yeah. What you should do is fly very quickly slingshot around the planet. Bullshit! Mm. But, you know, it's, it's a fun idea. It's absolute good. cobblers. But. If, if they did the slingshot manoeuvre and then they came round the other side of the sun and you cut inside and everyone was just dead and on fire. <laughs> <laughs> well, they tried. And... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the, the Klingon bird of prey manages to dock into yeah. the space station. <laughs> they open the door and it's like, oh, it just seems to be full of frazzles. They're all dead. <laughs> They're all just knickknacks. <laughs> so he he manages to get a little bit of a signal through to Starfleet, and he says, "Look, we're out in space at the moment. We're yeah. going to go back in time, and we're going to get some whales." Yeah, because that's what we reckon the probes after. But the the message all cuts out at that point, and Starfleet's yeah. like, "You know, God damn you! I hope you succeed." Yeah, God and speed. And, and you just want Savic to go. That's impossible. All right, all right. Yeah, that doesn't. They lock him in a cupboard. Hey, don't, have you been in there? And they lock him in with a broom handle. Yeah, exactly. Or why don't you go outside and fucking wash the windows, you? <laughs> <laughs> get hey, off the hey, uh, um, Spock's dad. Um, yeah. Could you go out and get me a tin of tartan paint? Yeah, exactly. I will try. Brilliant. <laughs> Mind you, he's so logical. You're like, I made it. Oh, you shit. Mm. He's already got one with him. Logic dictates that you'd ask for that. No, That'd be a you? nice running joke. He'd come back and go, "I got it." And they're like, "Could you go and get a long stand?" Yeah. yeah. Can you get me an inflatable dartboard? Yeah, and a sky hook. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he comes back every time with it. <laughs> you motherfucker. Fifty-seven pound note. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, on the planet fifty-seven. Oh. Oh, yeah. Little shit. What do you think of the time travel sequence with the claymation faces? I that it's why do when they because obviously they slingshot around the sun and mm. I, I like the bits where the ships sort of like popping and busting and yeah. cracking that's kind of cool and then they go into this weird sort of like dream sequence where you see all their faces made of milk or something yeah it's, it's and like then, it's like those old claymation um, sort of California raisins style animation yeah it's very odd you needed because of the way the music is and the lighting is and how surreal it is you needed like a little bit of Spock running out in a bra just kind of going ooh. <laughs> But Benny Hill, yeah, being chased by Kirk, or it could have been like in the first one when they when they sort of come out of the tunnel and they're all like, all that, and maybe they could have slid in and out of that and looked old and young occasionally because they're going through time. Yeah, but obviously they couldn't fucking afford that, so they didn't. They went with Lionel. So they said, "Why don't we get Lionel Richie in (laughs) (laughs) to make models?" Have them all made a carnation milk, (laughs) and also a close up of some water with some splashing in it. Some splashing. And a, yeah. an, and a, a sort of computer-generated whale yeah. shape, shape. Kind of shape. Yeah, it looked more, looked more like a manta ray. Did. Yeah. And a sort of wax man falling into yeah. like a furnace. Some dry ice. Don't, it doesn't make any fucking sense. It looked like the beginning of Quantum Leap for a second. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, so everyone falls asleep and anyway. then they hear whale song and they go, but sir, it's not coming from the sea, it's coming from San Francisco. It's coming from San Francisco, and Sulu goes, oh my. Mm. And then Scotty goes, got bad news. Bad news, everybody. Um, Harvey bad Milk's news. dead. 
No, yeah. he says, he says uh, that after that jump, we, we've just run out of power. And in 24 hours, we won't yeah, be able to cloak. No power. Yeah, we've got no power at all. But don't worry, throughout the entire film, I'll use the fucking teleporter beaming thing like it's a fucking Christmas, new Christmas toy. Yeah. Constantly being used. Constantly. They're always outside the ship and they get beamed in. Just mm. fucking open the hatch. Yeah. That seems uh, silly. Does seem silly, doesn't it? But anyway. Spock goes, hang, hang on, at this point in history, everyone was messing with nuclear weapons and stuff. And naval yeah. submarines, uh, naval vessels, sorry, all full had of reactors. Fission. Yeah. So we can yeah, so put up a, a sign saying, A plan is hatched. Gone fishing. <laughs> and they land in uh, Golden Gate Bridge Park or something, don't they? Like San Francisco yeah. Park. Oh, like and Kirk says, park. Kirk says, by the way, I don't think any of these people would have seen extraterrestrial life. So Spock rips a bit off his robe oh, and ties it as a headband over his ears. Cunning, isn't it? It's great. Cunning, that. Yeah. Actually, that's kind of cool. I like that bit. Yeah. And I love the landing sequence. Oh, it's brilliant. Again, it's the sci-fi element to it. Mm. It's brilliant. You've got two, two dustmen going... That goddamn dame charged me $60 for a pop-up toaster. And then, he said, always... and then he says, what did she say? And yeah. the ship lands, and we never know. You never know. But there's that brilliant bit where mm. a dustbin that they've been, or the trash can, mm. you see it invisibly flattened by the cloaked ship and then the thud of the landing gear. And that's an amazing effect. It really is. And it's so cool. And you go, oh, that's why I like this. Film. There's a bit of sci-fi in it. Oh, it's stopped now. Well, you do get the good joke when they come out and Kirk says, now everyone remember where we parked. Yes, that's job. lovely. And they've been split into three teams, essentially, haven't they? Well, first so, we get the... Uh, everyone remember where we part, and then it goes... We're in 80 San Francisco. Yeah, it's so cool, isn't it? Look at your leather chaps on. And Kirk immediately almost gets run over. Yeah, because the guy calls him a dumbass, and then he says, well, double dumbass on you. Double dumbass on you. Mm. And then goes, look, me and Spock are going to go and um, check out the Blue Oyster. Mm. Um, and you lot just like, just mingle and look normal. And he sort of looks at him and goes, ah, oh, do the books, do the I books. like I like the good writing here because they need money. Yes. And then we remember that... Oh, this is lovely. McCoy gave him those antique glasses in part two. Yeah, because he's, he's allergic to rednecks. Yes. So he gives him the antique glasses and he sells them for a hundred and something dollars, doesn't he? hundred dollars. And the great line is, Spock goes, should you be really getting rid of those? And he goes, well, I'll get them back. That's the great thing of time travel. That's amazing, isn't oh. it? Yeah, there's a weird blasé attitude to uh, time travel in this. Because yeah. normally in most time travel, it's like, if you do one thing, if you like even fart on a bee, mm. then, then JFK will somehow, you know, you'll be shot a hundred times, but you'll live or I'm something. Sure. And in this one, there's loads of like, they just go, yeah, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah, it's brilliant. Um, but yeah. So yeah, he gets a hundred quid, and then like a school trip, he's standing there giving each group a little bit of money each. Well, so how many of them are there? Like eight of them or something? Yeah. Eight, six or eight? That's like a less than a ten, like ten, twelve dollars each. Yeah. There you go. And it says don't spend it all at once. It's a great little joke. <laughs> yeah. It is a good joke. And then so you've got hmm. Kirk and Spock going off to find the whales. Hmm. You've got. You've got your uh, McCoy and your and, and Scotty, your Scotty yeah. who uh, need to find something that they can transport the whales in. Yes, and they need to do that. Sulu needs to get a helicopter. Sulu needs a helicopter to transport the whale, or to transport che- the stuff that to hold the whales in. Sorry, to, yeah, yeah, to bring the whale. Mm. And Uhura and Chekhov have to find nuclear fusion. Yes. All they got to, to do re, is put to a little, restock the ship. Yeah, it's like a little box you put on the side of the uh, container containment unit, and it sucks all the energy into it. Yeah, it's like a sort piece of piece. like it's like a sort of radiation tampax. Yes, it exactly. absorbs. Yeah. yeah, so that's what they do. And that's pretty much now the rest of the film is little bitty bits and bobs of them all in different moments of peril or non-peril. But then the you get the bit be. where Kirk and Spock are like, "Well, where the hell are we going to find humpback whales in San Francisco?" And then a bus pulls up, saying, "Come to the San Francisco place uh, where you can come and have a look at these two humpback whales we've got." George and Gracie. That's it. And, and then he, they get on the bus and then immediately get off and he says, what does it mean, exact change? Yeah, it's all lovely, all this, mm. but I'd rather they were in space. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah, so that's fun. And then you get Ulhura and Chekhov asking a policeman, where can, uh, in a Russian accent, where can I find nuclear whistle? Yeah. And the policeman and just ignores them. It's like one of the village people they're talking to, yeah, just staring so. at them, going, I'm sorry, I'm going to meet Sulu here in 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're just literally... Well, it is quite funny, the idea of a Russian going, I want nuclear material! Yeah. 
It doesn't really go anywhere. Like, they no. should have been immediately arrested. Yes. But there you go. There you go. But meanwhile, Kirk and Spock do get on the bus, and we see Kirk Thatcher as a punk. Now, he was in uh, Discovery playing the same part, wasn't he? Yes, he's a, he's mm. actually one of the producers That's right. of the film. And they asked him, do you mind if we shave the side of your head and you do that? And he's like, yeah, no problems. And he's listening to a song called Go to Hell. Or she, yeah, no, no. yeah, which he wrote. Which, is it Go to Hell? Which he wrote for the, mm. something like that, yeah. which he wrote for the thing. Mm. And everyone's like, oh man, this horrible punk music. And Shatner being an old man, mm. do you mind turning that down? Which is weirdly extremely prescient because this is the same thing I go through on most bus journeys in London. Yeah. Where I want to turn to someone listening to do a lippy on mm. their old mobile phone <laughs> and go, do you mind turning it down? But I don't know because I might get knifed. Yeah. So I say nothing and I just put up with it like the rest of the passengers on the bus. Well, you need a Spock to reach forward and give him a Vulcan death grip. Yeah, but before that, the guy gives him the finger. He does. He goes... And turns <laughs> the music up as well. Turns the music up. Yeah. Yeah. Spock clips so him, he, he lands from, on the yeah. stereo, and turns it off and everyone applauds. Yes, apparently that was done on a couple of takes because um, he, he just collapsed and the music was still playing and it was mm. the guy, the punk's idea to... His own face somehow turns off the volume of the thing, which is a really nice little idea. I like that yeah. he's, he's basically... And everyone bursts into applause. Yeah, I love that he's kind of like... On the bus, yay! A fa- a famous for playing that little role that everyone... He is a beloved little role, isn't it, in Star Trek? It's brilliant, isn't it? Mm. You, I always used to think it was it was naturally going to be Bobcat Goldthwait doing it. Yes. Because of the close association with the Police Academy films. I yes. just thought, because he starts off as a punk, doesn't he? He does, but this bit's funny, so it can't have been him. Yeah, so definitely not him. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kirk and Spock go to the uh, aquarium and we meet yeah. Dr. Gillian Taylor. Now, do you know who they originally wanted to play the role before they went to Dr. Gillian Taylor? I Ed- hope you know this. Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy? Mm. That's insanity. Yeah. Eddie Murphy, they wanted to play an astrophysicist, mm. but he ended up doing The Golden Child. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I think everybody wins there. That would have been. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, there was the thing in the, the 80s, wasn't there, where it was like Superman 3 did it as well. It's like, we need to put comedy people into right. sci-fi or serious films because yeah. everyone loves comedy, and it, even if it worked or not. And yeah. yeah, like, we need Don Rickles to be in. Yeah. <laughs> Don Rickles plays uh, one of the whales in this, though, so... <laughs> well, my, I love her first line. She goes, the first misconception people make about whales is that they're fish. <laughs> I'm like, who thinks that? And everyone goes, we all went to fucking high school. <laughs> all right, love. But she's a bit sad because she she goes, you know, these are lovely whales we got here, but they're going to be put in, back into the wild soon. And, and then she lovely, talks about whales. she talks about the um, you know, the, you know, the whale slaughtering that's going. Well, on. yeah, we've got, she stands in front of this TV set and we mm. watch literally a whale having its blubber like so it literally its its belly slit and blubber falling out. And you're like, yeah. all right, yeah. But they're really hammering in that message, aren't they? Mankind, man cruel. That's right. Yeah. You see, what they should have done is a little cartoon, like in Jurassic Park. Like in Jurassic Park, mm. yeah. There you go, yeah. The problem is, is that most of these whales are full of mayonnaise, and we love mayonnaise, which is why we kill them. It makes me think of, of that song from Not the Nine O'Clock, where, uh, Not the O'Clock News. <laughs> of chainsaws, thousands of bloodthirsty seamen, and only three and a half whales left to go. When I was a kid, I used to know that. I can't remember now. Oh. It was lots of everyday items that I didn't know were made from whales. No, well, then, you know. Barry White, he was one of them. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't he? Wasn't he called the, the Whale of Love? You know, he was the walrus. Oh, yeah. He was the walrus of um, the all-you-can-eat buffet. That's right. That's what he was known as. That's yeah. right, yeah. Who was the pipistrel bat of um, Glory Holy? That, uh, that was Chuck Berry. <laughs> Chuck Berry. Yeah. <laughs> he loved showing everyone his diggling, didn't yeah. he? He was the slim Loris of chess. It's, it's sort of working That out. was Gary Kasparov. Oh, of course, yeah. Mm. yeah it makes sense now. Mm. <laughs> 
so while she's looking around, there is some great Shatner comedy face acting here. Because while she goes, oh. let's go and look at the whales in their natural place under the water. Uh, you know, we can look at the tank. In this big tank. And yeah. then Spock starts swimming around in there to look. And it, Shatner's face is doing a kind of, oh. There's loads of, oh. Yeah, there's loads of um, what what would happen if um, Frank Spencer went into any shop. Or Terry Scott. Was, or Terry Scott. Oh, mm. my God, get out, get out. <laughs> there's loads of that acting. He's doing lots of hands in front of his face, like, what are you doing, oh, God? And then she's like, right, well, I'll go and see to this. And she runs upstairs to catch Spock coming out of the tank. And then she's yeah. like... Yeah, in his pants, by the in way. In his pants. In his Starfleet grey pants. She says, what the hell are you doing with my whales? And he says, well, they like you very much. But they are yeah. not the hell your whales. And she says, I suppose they told you that. And he goes, the hell they did. The hell they did. And lovely. you go, oh, yeah, that is lovely. But mm. then you go, you can stop now with all that. No, there's more. Sorry. Yeah, I know. I know. That's the thing. <laughs> there's a lot more. Like, fuck you, you prick. No, Spock. No, stop saying don't, that. Don't do that. Yeah. Just sit on that and swivel. You said Spock. that to a small child in a shopping mall. Don't do yeah, that Yeah, you anymore. said that to all the vicars in San Francisco. <laughs> you said it to a disabled boy. <laughs> you said it to Sister Wendy who was doing an art programme. You went, Picasso, we should pick my arse over. And you went, Spark, don't. Just think. I like this painting, you cunt. No, you can't say that. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So again, Gillian mentions the whales being released, so she's annoyed. Um, she's it, very annoyed. Very annoyed. We cut back to Chekhov and Uhura. They found a, a nuclear vessel, and guess yeah. what it's called? Oh, that's right. It's called the Enterprise. Mm. Yeah, goes, except it, it wasn't called the Enterprise. They, they originally had a ship called the Enterprise, but oh. it left, and they just went, oh, fuck. So that's why it's got little awnings outside oh. on the dock going, the Enterprise. There you go. Yeah. But the, Chekhov goes, look, it's going to be a piece of piss. We'll beam in. Get the yeah. photons, beam out. No one will even know we were there. Yeah. Kirk's like, I approve of this plan. Good luck. Yeah, good so, on you. So Kirk and Spock are walking down the road moaning. and then Gillian, Just having a walk. Yeah, Gillian pulls up in a truck and goes, look, I'm a bit intrigued by you two. Do you want a lift? Yeah, she, she, she's got this shtick about it. She's got a, like a sort of like hapless sort of um, love for like crazy types. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I'll come on, I'll give you a chance, you hard mm. luck cases. So this bit's kind of fun in the car. I love I love all of this. Nimoy bit. in the centre is brilliant. Oh, it's brilliant. He's but, absolutely brilliant. I mean, I've written down a bit coming up, but there's a bit where she's like, look, I have to check, are you macho guys? Is this a macho thing? They're like, nope. Are you from the government? She goes, they go, no, no, we're not. I assure you, we want to just help. And then yeah. she's like, right. And then Sp- Spock just blurts out, Gracie is pregnant. Yeah, <laughs> she stops the and car. Screechy car stop. It's brilliant, isn't oh, it? Oh, and he also says uh, that Spock has problems because he did too much LDS at Berkeley. Yeah, LDS at Berkeley. <laughs> it's just lovely because it's Spock not quite knowing how to fit in, and then saying exactly always the wrong thing. Mm. Keeps calling him Admiral in front of her. Oh, which is very funny. And then and then Kirk goes, you know what? I think that it's, it'd all be best if we all discuss this over dinner. And she goes, well, how, why do you guys think about Italian? And they do that lovely classic. You guys like Italian? No. Yes. No. No. Yes. No. Yes. I love Italian. And so do you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's so lovely. It's perfect. I know. So I good. think this is the thing why um, it, <laughs> the film is saved because of these little weird comedy bombots that they have throughout. But you, um, it's almost like it's a, funny. It's like a slight, it's like a just climbing scale of comedy. Because next, we get Scotty McCoy going to the factory. Oh no! This, this oh. is in particular my favourite bit. I love it. This, 
Because the first thing they do is, is obviously they just turn up. So the guy who runs it is like, I don't know who the fuck you are. Mm. So McCoy has to do this. You don't know Professor fucking Science from Edinburgh. 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 Yeah. Edinburgh. He's here. And, and and then suddenly Scott Scotty takes on this ridiculous, like sort of pompous role. <sighs> It's so funny. Well, I keep just looking at the the main guy. He's wearing that big red badge that says, "I quit smoking." I quit smoking. Yeah, it's so brilliant. And so there, and so Scotty does that. Like, I can't believe I came all. The, what was it? I can't believe I came millions of the photos go thousands. Yeah, <laughs> this is really lovely. All the way on this tour, and then the guy goes, "Oh, don't worry, I'll give you the tour. I'll give you the tour myself to sort of placate him." Hmm. And then Scotty starts going, "Come, my, was it subordinate? Come with me." And Bones is like, "Don't overblow yeah. your fucking part." It's very funny. <laughs> and then he says, and the office yeah. bit is amazing. Oh, I love the office bit. He says, "Well, how much? What would you need to hold this much water?" And he goes, "Oh, that's easy. It'd be a plastic six inches, thing, six inches." Yeah. And he goes, and then Scotty suddenly turns into like a junkie. He's <laughs> like, "What if I told you I could give you a substance that would be?" Only a, a, an inch thick. Would that mean? Would that be worth something to uh, you? Would that be just you, laddie? You keep saying, "Would that be worth something to yeah, you?" Yeah, that'd be worth something to you. Choose right. life. Yeah. Choose. <laughs> and then that woman comes in, and he goes, "Not now, Madeline." Not now, Madeline. <laughs> I thought she. I thought she came in to burp him. <laughs> I always thought she was coming in with it to offer him a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> Not now, Madeline. God damn you. And then there's a beautiful bit where Scotty goes, well, oh. allow me to show you what I can do. And then oh. goes up to this Commodore 64, which it probably would have been at the time. It's a, very, it's a very basic apple. Beautiful. Mm. And the first thing he does is he goes, oh, computer. Oh. <laughs> and then they then, hand him the mouse. And then Bones goes, no, no, no. Gives him the mouse. Mm. And then there's a double joke because he holds the mouse like a microphone. Yeah. Oh, computer. <laughs> he goes, so you have to use a keyboard. And then, and then Scotty does that lovely... How quaint. <laughs> and then, like a middle-aged man that he is, he uses, like, one digit per yeah. hand to well, just go tap, 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 tap. And then the guy goes... Tippity, tippity, tap. Transparent aluminium. Sorry, aluminium. Transparent aluminium. And then Scotty goes, is that worth something to you? Is that worth something to you? Do you want some skag as well? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's such a beautiful scene. It's very funny, isn't and it? in isolation, I could watch it over and over again. It's great, yeah. It's just, mm. I think genuinely this is um, this is um, Duan's film. Yeah, he has the, he, he's got he has got a lot to do. He's got probably got about ten minutes of screen time, but he does it. He does ga- he does loads of funny gags in it's it. It's all gold, really and fun. he's got a cracking line later on as well. Oh god, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I know exactly what you mean. Mm. But now we cut to Kirk having dinner. Yep, having dinner with Gillian. She orders um, pizza with extra mushrooms and whatever, and a yeah. Michelob. Yeah. And Kirk goes, yeah, I'll have the same. I love it when Kirk, obviously, this is mental. But that's yeah. the first time Kirk's ever had beer. I think so. I can't be. They must have beer in the future. Romulan ale. Romulan ale, white bones, this stuff is illegal. But mm. he sort of dr- drinks it like, like, oh, God, I can't, I'm not sure about that, but I could definitely get a taste for it. Mm. And well, three hours later, he's in the fucking San Francisco Bay singing, I'm a jolly sailor. <laughs> Pants around his ankles. <laughs> Syringes in his arms. And I like it because she's all like, who the hell are you people and blah, blah, blah. And I like Kirk goes, yeah, do you know what? It's been three minutes. And then goes, I'm a time traveller. <laughs> well, he says, what about what if I told you I could take your whales <coughs> somewhere where they'd never be hunted? And she says, yeah. what place would that be? And he goes, not a place. Uh. A time. A time. And she goes, let me guess, you're from outer space? And he goes, no, I'm from Iowa. I only work yeah. in outer space. And she's like, of course you do. She's like, let's let the crazy boy talk. And then he just basically goes, look, I'm from the future. Yeah. I need to say some whales. You've mm. got the whales. It would be ideal. For-. And she's all like, sure. Mm. But not running a mile. No, because she, she then levels with him and goes, okay, look, Grace is very pregnant. Mm. And they're leave- leaving at noon tomorrow. And he's like, well, yes. if it's noon, we've got to go right now. Yeah, and they have, they have to get their pizza to go. Yeah, and it's really cool because when they when she drops him back off at the oh, park, love this. He's still he's still got the pizza box mm. with him. He's going to take that with him. And there's a, and then um, Spock's there as well. No, what's the, it's Spock first of all that they drop. Well, they off. drop he, Spock earlier before the dinner. They drop yeah, him. but he beams off far too early. He does because she like, says he's not he's even gonna... fully done a U-turn and he's off. That's right because she said you're just going to leave him to hang around in the bushes and he goes, "It's what he likes." And I thought, it's what he likes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so when Zulu. she drops off Kirk, it's lovely because she's driving off and there's just that little backlit of the of oh. the of the beam, lovely. that lovely sound. Oh. It's beautiful, isn't it? Yep. But meanwhile, Uhura and Chekhov have got their little 
t- nuclear tampon on the yeah. machine. Yeah. They get everything, but the uh, the the Enterprise crew, yeah, of old, are detecting a power drain, and then they reckon there's someone aboard the ship. Mm. And Uhura manages to beam off, but sadly, yeah. Chekhov is captured. Well, because the ship's so low on its crystals and all that, and also they keep fucking using it to like beam halfway across the room and they can fucking walk. Because mm. they're just beaming everywhere in this. Mm. Scotty says, I can do one at a time. So Uhura gets out first. And then, uh, kind of like when Chekhov's going, any time now, Scotty, any time yeah. now. Well, he's not doing now, it in Scottish. Good. That'd be no. weird. Mm. Um, any time now, Scotty. And all that. And he gets caught. Yeah. And then he gets interrogated. Because they, because obviously he's Russian. He's aboard a nuclear submarine. It's the height of the Cold War. Yeah. Well, well towards the bit, end of the Cold War. He has a conversation with the guy interrogating him, and mm. he leans to his compadre and goes, this guy's a rusky retard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a rusty he does. Retard. A rusty retard, yeah. <laughs> and then Chekhov leaps up with his stun gun and goes, I'll have to yes. stun you. And the guy's like, okay, stun me. And he presses the button, and it makes the worst sound effect I've ever heard. It kind of goes, meh. It goes, hmm. It's a bit like the sound when Roger finds the the the, the um, Citroen car. Yeah, yeah. It's just a really pathetic. Yeah, yeah. And then he goes, "Oh, it must be the reactors." And then he runs off, and we get Chekhov's run. And I put here right. Chekhov's run. We should have seen him running on a mantelpiece in the first act. <laughs> it's such a terrible oh, piece of music. I hate it. And it happens again later yeah. in the fucking hospital. hospital. It's just, we're the dee 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 jolly bloody James. Mm. It's like, oh, stop this. It's horrible. Just keep thinking, imagine what James Horner would have done this film. Oh, it would have been so good. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so he sort of runs as fast as he can. And then uh, fucking falls off a, yeah, a, you can't, a ledge. Yeah, you can't catch me on the ginger schnapps man. And mm. then just falls into a fucking silo or something. But he's in critical condition, we hear. Apparently he's in critical condition. Uhura can somehow find that out. Is she, what, what, she's listening to local hospital gossip. I guess so, because we, we hear... We get, we How get, is she getting that information? Well, we get a rule of three, don't we? We get full power's been restored to ship. Yeah. The tank's been successfully installed. Yeah. Chekhov is in critical condition in a hospital nearby. So we can't quite leave yet. Yeah. So they're like, oh. well, we have to go to the hospital and get him. And this Spock's like, you know what? That That is what we have to do. And Kirk's like, is that your logical prognosis? And he goes, no, it's my human one. Yeah, it's the whole um, um, the uh, outweighs the rule of the many thing, which yes, his mum right. gives him in the beginning of the film, which he's also had in Wrath of Khan. So, yeah, yeah so it's all coming back to that. So they go to the hospital, lovely. and as they're walking past, McCoy sees an old lady, and she's like, "Oh, I've got no kidney." And he goes, "I oh. need dialysis." And he goes, "Take one of these," and she's like, "Oh, I reckon it was an ecstasy tab." <laughs> She's like, he's a good, he's a good. Well, no, we find out later that her kidney just completely restored. She's now got a brand new kidney. But again, McCoy in this, DeForest Kelly in this bit, when he says oh. every single line to anyways, you goddamn barbarians, 20th century medicine. <laughs> it's really funny. So, yeah, they, they go in the, uh, they go in the, uh, where they're about to do the operational checkoff, and McCoy yeah. takes over. Uh, Kirk puts them all in a room and melts the door so they can't get out. Melts the door handle, which is kind of cool. And he puts like a like a sort of VR headset on Chekhov. Because he says yeah. that we... Because the doctor's suggesting they drill a hole in his head to relieve the pressure. And McCoy's like, yeah. no, we've got to fix the artery, you barbarian. Yeah, you barbarians. Uh, fucking love all that stuff. It's mm. really good fun. It's perfect um, Bones dialogue That's as well. Wonderful. Just finds everyone just like literally like the Middle Ages compared to him. And but, then they yeah. put a little thing on his head and he goes... Beep, 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 beep. And Chekhov goes, hello. Yeah. I fell off a boat. And then he got a, then he got it, fell off, fell off a boat. <laughs> and then they've got to run him out of the hospital. <laughs> In fact, they don't need to do it. Because again, they don't think. Because they, they no. pop, to get into the operating theatre, they put Gillian on the gurney. Yeah. Because there's police guarding it. Because obviously yeah. he's like a prisoner of war at that point, isn't he, Chekhov? Yeah. Um, and they rush her in. And then they rush Chekhov out. And the police will go, double take and go, hang on. And then they immediately peg it. And then you get another sort of Chekhov's run reprise. And it's just awful. But I do like the fact that they get in the lift, the policemen chase the lift down, and as the door opens, they have their guns out, and it's completely empty because they've teleported back to... And you immediately see them beam back into the park. It's Mm. lovely, isn't it? Lovely. Yeah, that is brilliant. Yeah. So Gillian, he says to Gillian, well, we've got to go. You go away. We've... (laughs) You bugger off. We'll get the whales. Because the whale... We also found out at this point the whales have been released early. Well, yeah, no, it's it's um, she goes and then finds out. Yes. that's the thing. Yeah, she goes back to the centre and mm. then the guy who she slaps really viciously. Mm. 
Uh, goes, ah, oh, we sent them out late last night to avoid any blustery hoopla. Mm. And goes, they'll be in Alaska by now. So she races back to the bird of prey. Yeah, and this is this is cool. This they is beam cool. her on board, and she's like, whoa. No, first of all, she sort of like walks in, walks oh, into yeah. the ship, mm. which is brilliant. Does that funk, mm. which is really cool. And then they beam her on, and she's screaming because that's mm. you know, which she, she would be. It's good she didn't turn up like the guy in the beginning of motion picture who turns up as a big lump of meat. No, here you go, because this should have happened. This should have happened later mm. when she helps them and they say goodbye and Kirk beams and she yes. jumps on him oh, and goes, surprise. Yes. Now, that should have literally, mm. that should have happened. Like, they, Kirk appears on the Klingon ship and there's half of Jillian. Yeah, just hanging on. Everything is just, yeah, just, <laughs> all the guts are spilling out. What, what was her arse that didn't make it? Because the back of her head and back and back of her legs haven't done it. Oh, now, now Kirk's got a wee through her head. <laughs> she has to do, by the way. But no, for some for some absolute chance, a good luck yeah. chance, they both come through fine. Yeah. So they go and get the whales. But the trouble is the whales are already being tracked by awful whalers. Not Dirty Bob Marley's band. <laughs> Dirty bloody whalers. And then we yeah. get possibly my favourite shot in Star Trek. This is, I think, definitely up there, isn't it? Mm. It is probably, yeah. This, this They're about bit to fire the stunning. harpoon at the whales, and as it fires, it bounces off the air. You're like, bounces off nothing, Ooh. and then suddenly, oh. cling on bird of prey decloak over oh. a whaling ship, and it looks beautiful. It's just hanging in the air looking at the ship menacingly it's because it's a bird of prey as well mm. so it's got its wings raised like it's about to pluck a mouse and the ship is just turning with a ding 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 panicky mm. bell and the choppy sea and they've got the shadow over the ship that looks mm. right and the ship looks fucking incredible with the big glowing torpedo front that the bird of prey has i don't know if we talked about it enough in part three, oh. in part three but i just love this ship design it's one of my it's beautiful isn't it mm. it's absolutely beautiful yeah uh, and that, this thing. is the highlight of the entire film, hmm. I think, is. Is, is, is this decloak bit. Because you yeah. go, wow. You get the sheer size of the ship and everything. Hmm. And, it's, of course, it's just the most exhilarating thing to see, like people seeing alien life and not knowing what to do. And also the lovely... It's part of that kind of trope of 80s magic that I love, where the, where the harpoon just literally bounces out of thin air. And you're like, what? What the hell? Oh, beautiful. And then so cool. They beam the whales on board, and that's when we get Scotty's great line. Uh, we have, was it? We have whales. Admiral, there'll be whales here. There'll be whales here. And then, because oh. <laughs> he's still he's sticking still got up the a dicky joint tummy. Here. Yeah, still got a dicky tummy. <laughs> <laughs> he says that line as it pans out. He is just sat on the toilet. Yeah, well, he's completely naked. He's got a bagpipe up his ass. Oh. She just goes he's filling up the bag. <laughs> we have whales here. <laughs> Like, stay down there. You should have a little shock to the whales where they just give each other side eye, like, oh god, what are we, what are we doing here? <laughs> so they then um, they then go around the sun again. Yes, yeah, yeah, they do the slingshot, but this time at mm. a very reduced warp. Mm. They don't go to 9.3, they manage an 8 point something. Yeah. And um, there's a lovely bit where they go, well, we're not sure if we'd be able to do it. You might have to rely on thrusters and stuff like that. Yeah. And there's a lovely second conversation that McCoy has with um, with Spock and goes, well, you're just going to have to guess. Yeah. And Spock's like, I don't do guessing. And and he's like, well, it's tough. That's what you have to do. Well, no, he goes, Spock well, I'll, says, try, I'll try and make it my best guess then. Yeah, Spock says he'll have to guess. And then Kirk's like, that's great. And then... Spock says to McCoy, "Is he basically is he being sarcastic?" And he goes, "No, yeah. he's saying that your guess is better than anybody else's." Anyone guess. else? No, mm. your guess is better than anyone else's fact. There you go. That's mm. what's so cool, mm. um, and that's brilliant. I love all that. And again, it's that sort of like trying to re-establish that beautiful Spock and Kirk thing. Yeah, um, uh, their their lovely little repertoire that they have. Yeah, and Bones is often the lovely bridge in between them to do that. He's the parent. Which is brilliant. Yeah, he's yeah. the perineum of the relationship. <laughs> <laughs> so they then go back to Earth in the 23rd century? Back to 23rd, but of yeah. course, um, they, because they didn't quite have enough power, yep. and now the ship is f- sh- shot to fuck. And all this alien probe stuff's going on. So the this alien probe stuff's going on, mm. and then you're going, well, how can the ship get to Earth? And you go, actually, it doesn't matter, because the ship's already fucked. Mm. So it appears around the sun, and it just literally crashes. Into the sea. Into San Francisco Bay. Yeah. Yeah. And out come the whales. And out come, well, no, they don't initially. Oh, yes, you're uh, right. It, they're all jammed. They're all jammed in oh, the yeah, tank. So Kirk, Kirk has, has to do the... action hero thing, yeah. 
And that's at that point, I'm like, oh, Shatner isn't wearing a wig. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I'd assumed he was, but because he's underwater and you can see not his yet. head. Yeah, not there. yet. Yeah. yeah. Unless it's a wee. Anyway, so yeah, as you say, he releases the whales, they come out, and the probe's like, oh, okay, nice nice to meet you. Yeah, and the whales go, yeah. and, you know. And then goes, well, uh, well, then I'm off then. Yeah. And the ball cock goes back into the shaft. Goes back into the Smarties box. But yeah. I love that bit mm. when the ship leaves. It's really cool. It, I love that ship. It's just so It's so original. Insane. Yeah. Yeah. It's so left field. It's brilliant. Because mm. uh, you and also I love that you never fucking know what on earth it's about, what it is, what it wanted, mm. what it's saying. It could just be literally like, are they still a bunch of cunts down there? And the whales going, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. It's just like, oh yeah, I, I got oh, more yeah. room now. Yeah, I've just been picked up in a big flying fucking taxi. <laughs> and now I've got the entire San Francisco Bay with no other whales in it. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, and I'm fat. I'm going to kill. I'm going to kill the other one. Rule supreme. And also, Gracie's pregnant, so they're going to pop out more whales. So lovely. Yeah, Gracie's pregnant as well. Oh. And suddenly the probe goes and the sky's clear because mm. the probe was destroying Earth by vaporizing the mm. atmosphere and doing all sorts of horrible stuff. And everyone goes, yay! And the two bonobos they accidentally brought back are still fucking up on the tree. Yeah, they're still, they're, they're still wanking, but this time in Savick's, <laughs> in, in, in Savick's house on Vulcan. <laughs> He's just looking at them with side eye. <laughs> they're like... <laughs> Why did I bring these things back? It's a tiny bit of jizz hits his Vulcan eyebrow. He just goes... Oh dear. <laughs> so. <laughs> it's all good. It's wonderful. And then we cut, don't we? We cut to yeah. the big tribunal that was that they wanted to happen. The council basically says. Lovely. You've saved this planet, so we're going to drop all charges apart from one. But one. Yeah, we are going to demote you from Admiral. Well, I'll read <gasps> don't the speech because it's great. He yeah, says. Yeah, go on. It's so it, cool. James C. Kirk. It is the judgment of this council that you be reduced in rank to captain and that as a consequence of your new rank, you be given the duties for which you have repeatedly demonstrated unswerving ability. Yeah. The command of a starship. He's a captain again, which is what he wanted and Spock oh. told him in two, it's your first best destiny. That's right. It's lovely, isn't it? Because it's all like, we can't, we, nothing, no shit can stick to you, Kirk, you just save the fucking world. And he's where he wants to be, because as we found, as we, as, as in part two, he wasn't happy behind a desk. Exactly. It's a lovely through line to Perfect. all of it. It's great. In fact, this and is, then, when I mentioned it, the Genesis trilogy earlier, this is the third film in the Genesis trilogy, of course. I it can't, yeah, yeah, yes, no, it is, yeah, 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 it's, yeah. it's certainly not the number one, no. uh, yeah. And then um, he meets Gillian. Yeah, and she's like, "I'm acclimatizing to this. I'm getting used to this because she's now with them in the 23rd century." She's she, like, "Nobody knows about whales. Only I do." Yeah. She's now on board a science vessel. That's right, and he's gutted because he wanted to have sex with her. Well, that was the first thing I wrote because mm. she's like, "I'll I'll find you. Don't worry." And he's mm. like, "Christ, I could have had a leg over there." But mm. no, she's off. She's off on a science vessel. Yeah, yeah. So then Spock's and, father comes to him and yeah. says, "You know what? All those years I said you were wrong to be in Starfleet. I was, yeah, I was, I was wrong." I was almost right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I brought you a present. It is an eraser. <laughs> Thanks very much. And pull my finger. Yeah. Oh, I'm not doing that, Dad. It's but when he does pull his finger, do it just nothing happens because he's. Yeah, nothing happens because he goes, that, that would be childish. He's got zero banter about it. Yeah, he's got no bants. <laughs> so then the crew are in a ship and they're like, well, it'll probably be some sort of pile of junk. Whoa, bucket of and, bolts. And the, no, well, they go. I, uh, Sula goes, I really hope it might be the Excelsior, which oh, yeah, is seeding the next film. Yeah, well, the one after next. So, oh, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. the one after next. Yeah. And, um, and no, 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 it's the next film. No, it's in six, he's in the Excelsior. Oh, is it six? Yeah, he's oh, in the, anyway. still in the crew in five. Oh, what's the... Oh, okay, beg your pardon. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Um, and you think they're going to get that ship, but then they fly over that ship and then you get... Hero, hero, Enterprise music, and she's looking fucking stunning. Yeah, she's been all fixed up since it's the, uh, Enterprise A. It's the A, yeah, mm. and she looks beautiful. It means that on that ship, everyone gets anal. Yeah, absolutely. Love that. <laughs> it's it the way the of the rule. world in those days. It is days. the rule, I'm afraid. That's naval rules, space yeah. navy rules. Yeah, yeah. To go on the bridge, you have to be bummed. And I think there's a rule. There's, there's a rule in Star Trek films, I think, and I think they all stick the landing is that the last line in every Star Trek film, certainly of the Kirk era, is a fucking belter. Oh. And this is no different. They get on the Enterprise, it's all shiny and new. It's beautiful. And Kirk just says, let's see what she's got. Yeah, and then you just see her going to warp. Oh. Out and you go, ah. Oh. But the thing is, 
when the when the whale probe leaves, you've mm. got that lovely shot of the starbase coming back to life. Mm. And the things that I appreciate in the film are more are all the space stuff because they're so minimised in this film. Yeah. You don't see yeah. much of it. Then when you see it, even the even the Vulcan bird of prey when it leaves when it Vulcan the um, the Klingon bird of prey when it leaves um, Vulcan looks beautiful yeah. as it skims past the cliff. You're right. Yeah. It's so lovely into the sun. Um, and that bit you go, oh, out of space, out of space. Yeah. And and sort of as much as I enjoy this film, there's just there's no out of space, and you go, ah, oh, because when you see the starbase light up and you see the Enterprise bolt off at the end, yeah. Because again, it's the it's the fucking other character in Star Trek. It always has yes, been. Absolutely. You see the Enterprise, and then off we go, and it zooms off in warp. You just go, ah, oh, ah, mm. oh, I want to see more of that, please. Yeah. Well, you won't have long to wait. Only three years. Yes, just a three-year wait, and then Shatner gets his turn. And I, we will talk about that. But I have, I am, I'm probably in a minority with that one. Go on. I really like it. I listen. I'm. Mm. I also have a lot of fun with it too. Well, we'll keep our powder dry on that one. We must. Yeah. I wanted to ask you a question. If this Go was on. a different dimension, where instead of human beings, we were all whales, mm. would Star Trek Four be about them having to get two little naked men? <laughs> Which is what kept kept in some sort of zoo. Kept in a zoo. Kept in a zoo. Yeah, and um, everyone else is underwater. Yeah, George and Graham. George and Graham. Also, George is pregnant. We don't know how. We don't know how. Nature found a way. <laughs> don't know how. Hmm. And they dump dump in the water. And they start bumming. Yes! Yay! Yay! Everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what would you? Where would you? We talked about this before, I think. Where would I place it? Where would you place it in the six? The original six? Gosh. I don't know. It's really... I think, weirdly... Um, oh, That's a really good one. I prefer five and six to four. I think you're right. I agree. So I think... So mm. four is probably at the end mm, same, for me. Same. Which is weird. Then yeah. followed by five... Five is second to last. You mean preceded by five? Yeah, sorry. So, yeah, my order is two, one, three, four. Uh, no, it's not. Sorry. Anyway, um, we'll work out when we do the whole lot. When we do the whole lot. I think it's my least favourite, and I still like it. Yeah, I think this and three are my least favourites. Right. I don't mind three. I got. I still. I love lots of three. I mean, I like um, them all. That's the thing. I don't hate any of them. I love no. them all. But I think I prefer. Obviously, I six and two are up there for me. But then again, I think one's six, six, two, and one are strongest. I think I really like original Trek when it used to go to Earth and all that stuff. Mm. I sort of went, oh, you, you're in a film. I don't necessarily want it in my movie. Yeah, I can see why they did it. I can see why they did it. It's cheaper. Yeah, yeah, mm. pretty much. Yeah. Um, but and I can see what the message they were trying to make, and Nimoy was extremely excited about it. Hmm. Uh, and so, and you know, it has so many. It's it's the it's out of all uh, this and um, the next film where we have row 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 your boat. Yep. It just has that real sense of like mate matey family about it. Absolutely, um, and the plot to is, five is a proper pulled right out of the original series. I think exactly. Yeah, oh, yeah. exactly. It sh- hmm. it could it could just been a mad episode. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't quite live up to his expectations, but the no. notions and the ideas in Five are brilliant. I mean, we'll get and there. only Shatner can do it. Yeah, it had so many pitfalls, and I think it managed to yeah. stick the landing. But I think so. But yeah, I think I the think idea to get Nicholas Meyer back for Six was a great idea because yeah, and it's Six is amazing. Mm. Yeah, and it's anyway, got the there, best coming. there we go. Star Trek for the Voyage Home, or if you're like me in video shops as a kid, the Voyage Home colon Star Trek Four, <laughs> depending on how you want to look at it. <laughs> Uh, well, Paul, thank you. It's always a joy. Oh, we it's love always a joy tracks. to talk about you anyway. But I love to talk about you, talk with you. But you can talk about me to me if you want. I don't want to talk about you to you. No, don't talk rude. about me to me. But it's All always right. lovely to talk to you about Star Trek. It is, isn't it? It's an absolute mm. love. I yeah. adore. I adore the bones off it. That's the thing. Mm. It's one of those things where you can forgive everything with it and still love it. Whereas I can't weirdly do that with Star Wars. No, absolutely. Same. Star Wars, I can go, no, I abjectly hate so much of it. Yeah. And there's so much I adore of it, but I, the stuff I will happily never, ever see again. Same. Whereas I think this film, Voyage Home, I've seen it mm. at least 20 times. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Easy. And it's not my favourite, but I'll still watch it every time because I adore the ethos of it. It's beautiful. And the and, films are just stunning. And what I really liked about it is that I recently bought the 4K box set and it came with a separate box oh. set of Blu-rays and I thought... I'll give that a pull. Oh, and he gave that to me, didn't oh, he? And nice. I've been loving it. 
there's three there's three discs for motion picture yeah what so there's um the original there's director's, director's cut, cut and then there's a whole thing of extras mm. oh 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 uh, there you go well thank you so much paul you're welcome i'll see you for number five at some point see you for number five at some point yeah until then, until then. oh dear oh, goodbye <laughs>